Alright guys, before today's episode, just a reminder that we are now on Patreon. For as little as £3 a month, you can sign up and get access to an extra episode every two weeks, as well as some bonus content, including uh, footage from both our live shows that we've done in Glasgow, at the Stand and the Glee. Yes, both very fun. Uh, You'll also get first dibs on tickets to future live shows. You might have something in the offing soon. Yes. Well, we're doing two at the Edinburgh Festival, um, one of which might have happened by the time this comes out. Um, if you're listening in the future, they'll have all happened. Uh, we've also done a live show in London. But the plan is to record and put all those out on the Patreon as well. Uh, you get first dibs on tickets for that. You'll get access to all of those. Some backstage footage. We might do a wee day at the Fringe thing as well while we're yeah. here. Just, uh, we're thinking of more fun little bonusy things, aren't we? Giving you more and more. And there's now like up to like 17 extra bonus episodes already. So you get the backlog of all the ones we've recorded before. Yeah, 17 hours of... Let's, let's not, I'm not saying it's all gold. No, but... Be a bit more relaxed. Relaxed. Let a guard down a little over on Patreon. It's a fun vibe over there. Absolutely. Answer listeners' questions, that kind of thing. That uh, kind of thing. What else is there? Uh, We're going to London to do Some Laugh Live in London. 9th of September. 9th of September. Um, Remember, remember. Yeah, if you're listening to us uh, during the month of August, we are still at the Fringe doing our own stand-up shows as well. If you want to come see me, Stuart, or Stephen, who has actually just ran off to fucking perform his show right now. Um, (laughs) He could be dying on his ass around the corner yeah. as we speak. <laughs> we could be plugging a show that is literally not going well right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he can come and see us at Fringe as well. And uh, yeah, tickets to the live shows all in the description. Um, but aside from that, guys, enjoy today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast. It could be like, oh, that was some laugh, or there was just some, some laughs. Some laughs. Well, no promising all laugh. No, <laughs> it's, there's going to be some. It's some laugh. Yeah. Know, it's it's also that you're three men <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i feel like so what is your relationship with your dad would you part. rather sit in one of yeah, those seats and not swap, swap? no we're not doing that no 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 i'm i'm like i say that as a joke i'm not intimidated by it it's fine well i'm very glad because i have realized it's the setup of this studio which we're obviously as we are recording, we are in uh, the Monkey Barrow studio once again for the first time since last August. Mm-hmm. I am recording here in Edinburgh during the festival. We're joined by Tati McLeod. Thank you very much for joining Thanks. us, Tati. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Yeah, but it is an unavoidably weird dynamic with the, the yes. table. <laughs> and are you on the couch there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Thank you for joining us. How are you? Guys, you know we're not recording. Yes, we are. Yeah, I press pre- record. <laughs> Yeah, very much uh, even when we have an actual tech here, I'm still basically in charge of all the tech. So we what are recording. Gonna, is that like micromanagement? Yes. Well, yeah. But also, you. You're you're also mean, I'm here a sausage roll. Me and Stuart very hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Oh, really? What did you do last night? Went to karaoke. Did you? Who's karaoke? Olga Cox. Olga Cox, very, oh, very nice. I can't believe you still got your voices. Because mm. yeah. I'm I'm struggling a bit and I'm like, I've been goody two shoes. Mm. I'm not drinking, I'm not mm. going out, I'm getting so bit early. I'm, I'm being a massive drinking. square and square. I have never before got ill at Edinburgh. Like all the si- oh, yeah. sixth year at Edinburgh, every time I've come, I've got smashed every night, gone out, had fun. This year I'm being healthy. I feel like absolute shite. Yes. Yeah. I'm the same. It doesn't, don't do it. I'm warning nah. you right now. I'm warning you, don't fucking do it. I'm it's so a waste of time. I'm the exact same. I have never <laughs> been able to do that because I always get the FOMO. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good shit, Connor. 
I've got big time FOMO. I would have loved to have been at the karaoke. What's your karaoke song? What would you do? Oh, okay. So, great question. Super Thank opener. you. Thank um, you. <laughs> sorry. He's very day. much on Jeremy Baxman. He's <laughs> <laughs> been on three shite Tinder dates. <laughs> so, so. Um, we're going in, are we? Okay. A bit intimate, but let's go there. Um, can you me a drink first? Uh, I, w- <laughs> I think country music is always a really good one to go for on karaoke. Mm. So I've, been getting, I've been getting any country recently. Yeah, have you? <laughs> you should I, I like um, Landslide by Dixie Chicks which is originally obviously a Fleetwood Mac song but the Dixie Chicks version is easier to sing along to right and I would also do Gabrielle Dreams classic that's a good yeah one. I think that's those are good ones classic. what did you do I've done Robbie Williams Angels yeah of course you did and I actually as a party piece right I used to sometimes think it funny to do it in a Scottish accent I'd be like Thoughts running through my head, and I feel that love is dead. I'm loving angels instead. But last night I just went up and done it straight. And uh, I felt like the more. Better reaction than usual? I bet you can sing. No. I, I bet know. he can hold a tune. Can well, he I'll show tune? you some Instagram uh, well, stories from last night, and you'll disagree. Uh, but no, I, I, I mean, I oh. feel like my stage presence makes up for. A lot. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're like Freddie Mercury up there. <laughs> well, okay, hang on. You mean like what, what, holding what, what it, what I was holding the mic like man. I can't sing, and also I am losing my voice. This man. guy's yeah. too cool to sing. But yeah, you man. did say you would sing. If if gun to the head, I'd have done Danger High Voltage. That's a good six. I might do that next time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Me and Dan Muggleton are thinking about choreographing something for the next yeah. one. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Who sang? Who was the hero of the night? Olga, obviously. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so night, you know. Uh, Chris McGuffer Boyd uh, went up and done uh, I Predict a Riot by nah, Kaiser nah, Chiefs. No, I love you. Everything every, every Uptown Girl was better, though. That's, yeah. But but my he, favourite was Roscoe McClellan did uh, right. I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. And it was basically a meatloaf impression. Yeah. And it was fucking sensational. <laughs> Brought the house down. Yeah, I can imagine him doing well because he's got yeah. the mohawk and everything. He yeah, yeah, lucky. yeah. And yeah, he used to be in a band. So did Chris, did actually. Yeah, so yeah. they're very... It's always interesting when treats. people get up there and they can actually sing. Yeah. yeah, it's like when someone, like a celebrity on Strictly is basically a dancer. It's part of their job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you sing? No. Oh, really? I do sing in my show, though. I have one But you song. can't sing? No, I can't sing. <laughs> but it's also, it's difficult because it's also not funny. Right. So it's like it's like it's like acapella end song of the show. Have you tried doing a Scottish accent? It's quite funny if you do that. I can't do a Scottish accent, and I also feel like if you're English in Scotland, you're doing a Scottish accent. Like you got to like, what is that? Are you trying to be funny? And in which case, I don't think locals find it funny. Yeah, we don't. We don't. It, it just sounds like you're taking the piss out of someone. Yeah, it's, mm. it's quite hurtful actually when someone doesn't. Uh... Also, the song is in French, right. so I think if I'm doing right. a song in French for Scottish accent. So know. many layers to well, this. Yeah. <laughs> this leads into a lot of uh, ones of discussion because first of all, right. Tatty McLeod, yeah, that yeah. is the most Scottish fucking sounding name I've ever heard. That is yeah. a Balamore yes. coded name. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of Scottish people that come to my show expecting a wee lass, and I have to, I've stopped doing it because I realised that not enough people responded well to it, but I sort of like thought I had to write a few jokes up top to be like, I know my name's Potato McLeod, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not one of you. Yeah. Um, you know, you're welcome to leave now before the show starts if you want to. But I, I've stopped doing that because too many people left. But there, definitely, there was my first day, there was a man called Col, Scottish man, front uh-huh. row, who fell asleep five minutes in. And oh, I man. thought, you came based on my name. You don't yeah, know who I... the fuck I am. You have no interest in a show about English and French people. You saw Tasta McLeod and you thought, get behind the locals. <laughs> and you've rocked up and this posh cunt comes on stage. Do you but have I'm... any Scottish in your well, Yeah, of course. You yeah, do, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I've seen on your Instagram story, you're a quarter Scottish, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. So how does that work out? Well, um... Grandparent? <laughs> yeah, one, one grandparent. One? Yeah, my, my mum's father, 
My mum's father is Scottish, so oh, okay. so I'm one quarter Scottish. Angus MacLeod uh, mm. is my, like it's my Scottish. Scottish. even more Scottish yeah. than yeah. Tatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird, you know, because it's like Tatty, by the way, isn't my. So also, we'll have to pause for a sec here. What are your names? <laughs> we should have introduced podca- ourselves. I'm sorry, but I've listened to the podcast. But like your voices, I'm and Steve. I that's Stuart. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is Mark Jennings. Mark Jennings. Uh, We've actually is... never done this in the podcast. Maybe some of the listeners are confused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> never introduced well, ourselves. My name's Mark Jennings. Mark Jennings, you're the tall one with the glasses. For anyone who's listening, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't always wear glasses. Sorry, okay, I'm not going to keep. Well, it I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see. Yeah, you're going to. Well, they used to always the people used to get mixed up all the time. Yeah, so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Buchanan Stephen me. Buchanan yeah with mm-hmm. the beard yeah, well yeah sure and, and and also with the beard Stuart McPherson okay looks like he's in a band okay cool sure. there you go Those are the nice. so Stuart Stephen Stephen and Mark yeah. okay great so yeah my name is Tassie not my real name what's your real name so my real is name is that an exclusive uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure you can have it <laughs> I mean GQ haven't called me yet so you can have it because I was saying with Vanity Fair but I guess I should check myself. we were told specifically not to bring up your real name <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah my PR are all over this um, yeah my real name is Alexandria that's my that's my Chris, well Christian I'm not baptised but that's my birth name right and so where yeah. does Tati come from it was always a nickname I was called Alexandria and then my mum was like actually maybe I want to call her Harriet and Tatty, I think, is a nickname for Harriet. Okay. So Tatty wow. stuck, but Alexandria was on the birth certificate. So within like the family, I was always called Tatty from being like a, you know, a child. Mm. But around sort of like my uni friends and all my school friends call me Alex from Alexandria. And when I came into comedy, I called myself Alexandria in the beginning because it's my my real name. But Alexandria McLeod, it's like five syllables. Mm. It felt really unfriendly the moment you got on stage. And it sounds super posh and I just felt like it was not at all fun and it wasn't warm. And so I decided to change my name, like my stage name to my nickname, which is Tassie McLeod. So now, right. so now people Smart. know it's Tassie. That is. My family all have, like, all my aunties are called different names. Like on their birth certificate is a different name yeah. and yeah. everyone calls them. My dad's them. like that as well. We, I don't my know why like that as well. it's such a weird but thing. But the thing is though, is that it's quite a posh English thing to do as well. Mm. Like... Which, I mean, I'm not claiming any, like, relationship to, but people, they do think that. You know how you can be called, like, Patricia and then your nickname's Kitty or something? Yeah. You get a lot of that. So that's also what people think of when they hear that my real name's Why do you think that is? Why does that happen? Yeah, that? Is it I think, well, my aunties were named after, like, my grandpa's sisters, but then it got confusing, so they just changed the name. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, if they got any Yeah, because <laughs> I noticed that, because in my mum's heritage, Scottish heritage, everyone got called by, like the father's name mm. so like there's a lot of like angusina from angus angusina or, like, yeah that is That's not crazy. a name is it stop That's it you've not heard that before no. angusina no, yeah that, this is an exclusive big what yeah, yeah. that's crazy surely <laughs> you're teaching us about scottish culture thomasina <laughs> thomasina thomasina shut up thomasina no it would be thomasina no it's like a it's like a real name wow thomasina. yeah if there's any thomasinas out there listening please do <laughs> there is one of them one master chef the woman who owns Oaxaca <laughs> I'm not joking no, and then Thomasina Myers really yeah well, uh, never yeah. heard that yes. no, my, my dad's called John in his birth certificate but he called Ian for some reason my dad's called Dave but on the birth certificate Davisina Davisina yeah, Davisina Davisina <laughs> what's yours Ian Ianisina <laughs> Ines Ines ah, let's Ines. go with that Ines and yeah. Gun. that is her name anyway Peter 
I don't Patricia. Know. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're now just saying names. Yeah. Should we just do this for an hour? This could be the podcast. Sometimes it can be. Um, but you say, obviously, that's a very posh English thing. Also, well, it's another posh English thing, in my perception, uh-huh. is being able to speak French. Uh-huh. Uh, you grew up in France? Yeah. But you were so born in Zimbabwe. We, yeah. we do know God, that. you've done your research. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess you've read the bio to my show. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. me, yeah, the front it's of impressive. An <laughs> That's, we've run out already. That's <laughs> all we've got. <laughs> no, it's going to freewheel it from here. But uh, yeah, that's cool. So what, so you were born in Zimbabwe? Yeah. Talk us through that. I mean, <laughs> not in detail. <laughs> for Twenty minutes. Let me get my notes up. Um, We've actually got a video of it on the screen. We're going to show. Exactly like me as a child. Cut to. Uh, I haven't got loads of like notes on that because okay. I was born there, left when I was one. I think, from what I understand, my father was working for a charity right. or something of that ilk, mm. and uh, yeah, was living out there as a result of it. And I was born there and then we left like a year later. Mm. Right, my parents okay. got divorced in Zimbabwe. Ooh, we right. moved to the UK. My mum and my sisters, we lived in the UK maybe for another three years uh-huh. uh, in North Yorkshire, in Nesborough. And then we moved to France when I was four. Oh. Right. And how long did you live in France for? Till I was 18. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I moved back to the UK to come to university. So would you, well, I get obviously like, I guess you just grew up bilingual then? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, when you move somewhere and you're that young, are you all Scottish born and bred? Yeah. Yes. Well, what happens is, is that like, I don't think that you really have an understanding of like there being another language until you get like old enough to understand what language is. Sure. I don't remember thinking to myself, oh, there's a second language spoken here that I can't speak. Because communication just becomes like communication. Uh And like when you're talking to people, it's like when you're really young, it's just like you don't even clock that you can't speak the same words. You're just communicating through like movement and pointing and stuff. So Mm. it never, you don't understand. But obviously my mum doesn't speak French, still doesn't speak French. So at home we're speaking English all the time. And then I went to a local school. I went to a French school. So I picked up French at school and that was basically the balance. And that's how I became bilingual. Right, okay. So what would you identify as English or French more? Well, this is kind of what my show's about. Oh, okay. Because, no spoilers. Well. Just <laughs> <laughs> giving away the ending here, guys. <laughs> uh, because uh, basically I don't have French nationality. Right. So it's this weird kind of thing. Because of Brexit. But yeah, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it was like, I never thought, I look at, I never applied because Aye. I was just like, oh, can't be bothered. That sounds like a lot of admin. Sure. I'll just like, whatever. I have a, a British passport. That'll get me in. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. think about. When you were 18, it was, you couldn't no legislate for knowing way. that we were going to leave the EU at any no, point. No, and also just like the admin of having to apply for nationality. It's like you have to fill out paperwork mm-hmm. and it's just like a ton of stuff to do. So I never did it and then Brexit happened and now I don't have French nationality. Fun. Never applied for it. You can't retrospectively apply for it when you've lived outside the country for a long time. Would you so, have had to do a citizenship test kind of thing? Might have to, but I feel like I'd pass that. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Do you think if you can go viral enough with your videos speaking French that they'll just give you an honorary citizenship? <laughs> I mean, that is what I'm working for. <laughs> I have become an ambassador for the British Council. What? An honorary ambassador for the British Council. I think I'm allowed to say that. What does that entail? I don't know, but it sounds cool, right? (laughs) They've invited me to a party at like, I was going to say the ambassadorship, but that's not the word, embassy. I've always said this about the the the, the British embassy to France. 
clout chasers, aren't they? They really just love chasing clout, basically. That's it. Just like, oh, you got a big Instagram following. You can be an ambassador for us. You can, you know. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, it's super. I so. would love that to be Scottish. You'd be a Scottish ambassador. Oh, 100%. I, feel I like don't know what an ambassador is. Yeah, what do you do? I'm pitching Ferrero Rocher's, that's all. <laughs> I feel like it's just what about... Canopies. If you were, I guess, what would you be? You would be Scottish ambassadors for the British Council? I guess so. Yes. Or, yes, yes, that, that would be... Dismantle it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. So it'd right. be like, I guess the idea being that you're like representing Scottish culture in, in England. Yeah. Um, so well, like, how, how like, would you represent Scottish culture if you were living in England? This guy, he's got... Just picks up and brew the two of you. I'm hungover. <laughs> That's another yeah. thing. Yeah, very tick, good. Tick. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think um, we would just, yeah. I do like a bit of, you know, some music, some Lock Lomond by Ronrick. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised not to hear that last night, actually. Yeah, I know. Mm. What, what? By what, what? So there's a... Have you ever heard the song, I'll take the high road and you take the low road? Yeah, I've been at a Scottish wedding, Tati. Give it. I'll take the high road and I'll take the low road. Terrible rendition. I'll be <laughs> in Scotland before you. That one? That one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no. hard, to say, hard to tell if it was just the rendition yeah. point, point being that that gets played at the end of like every Scottish wedding and like birthday uh, party and stuff like that um, I think it's kind of a shame in the way because it's like my name is really Scottish sounding I mm. have got Scottish heritage I don't know anything about <laughs> Scottish culture Scottish mm. I'm more biologically Scottish than I'm French do you know what I mean like yeah. I could probably get a Scottish passport should yeah. that ever happen yeah mm. But I know so much less about. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I can't claim to be Scottish. No, we didn't even know our bloody names before going. To <laughs> 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 it's not that you mean Scottish. <laughs> that's the first thing about Scottish culture you should know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's once we're on the amb- ambassadorial role, that'd be the first thing that. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to be Scottish. I tried to um, support Scottish rugby. Oh. Yeah, when yeah. I was 18. That's the most English thing you could do. I've just been like, but I don't want to support England because that just feels too... That just feels too... Too um, easy. Yeah, and too, like, boring. I'll support Scotland instead. And I remember it was stupid. Thing. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was there. And I, if I'm honest, I was just there because I thought Scottish players were fit. Like, it's not Scottish. Rugby players Rugby were fit. Players, I was at like, 18. I was like, cool. So we went to Swickenham with a friend of mine, Kerry. She was Irish. Well, we didn't have tickets for the game. We just thought it'd be cool to go to Twickenham to watch it in a pub. <laughs> it doesn't work. Everyone who's in Twickenham has tickets for the game. So the moment you get there Pubs and the game empty. starts, it will fuck off. <laughs> and it's just you in a pub. And I had this like Scottish... Rug- I mean, I went in, I bought like a Scottish rugby shirt. Wow. I didn't even know the rules to rugby. Who was Scotland, yeah. Scotland playing in England? No, possibly. Surely. I don't remember. I was just solely focused on right. Scotland at that point. Interesting. But I just remember <laughs> people coming out the game, Scottish people, pointing at me, being like, oh, Scotland. And then I'd say, hi. <laughs> and they just go, you're not Scottish. Um, so quite quickly, I was like, yeah. No, but you can play the card that my grandpa was Scottish, whatever. That's the- yeah, but isn't that, if someone did that to you, what would you think? Yeah, I draw my eyes. I I just just yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a bit American tourist in Scotland, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'd yeah. say I'm one tenth Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen an American comic uh, in Glasgow a couple of months ago, and he was just like had a big bet, and he goes, "You know, so I'm Irish Catholic," and we're all sitting there going, "No, you're fucking not me. You're just American. <laughs> like, to, like you're literally almost next to Ireland. You've came over to America, and he's yeah. like, yeah. yes, I'm Irish. Yeah. You know, not many of those guys at the old firm, is there? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, I do have a bit in my show also about my relationship with Scotland um, because Why? 
I did some, I did the Glee Club in Glasgow. Mm, seen this on your Instagram story. Yeah. How was it? How was that? It was tough. Oh, was it bad? Christopher MacArthur Boyd actually was there when I, when I did so it. It's so, it was so tough that it's now a part of your show? Yeah. <gasps> really? Why? Well. Was it uh, just a club yeah, gig? Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm sure no one's going to come. Was it what, what? Just, was it just a club gig? Was it a yeah, it was a club. Yeah. I was doing like, you know, 20 minutes yeah, yeah. At, the, at, at the Glee Club. I've done those before, um, obviously in England, but this was my first. And I've done the Monkey Bar in Edinburgh and sure. no problems. Because obviously my whole shticks about being French and English. Yeah. And I had thought to myself, like, how do I make this relevant? Now look, you've got to have some context here. <laughs> you know, like um, like the relationship between Scotland and England, yep. obviously like... Frosty at times. <laughs> but like, you know, that's not... Like, obviously, I was living in the UK when we had the independence vote in 20... Was it 16, 2015? 2014. 2014, yeah, I was living in London when that happened, right? Sure. Um, so I knew there was a bit of that going. Like I, I've heard of that. Like I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing that. Happened. But like you got to understand that like the rest of it completely goes over my head. Sure. Because I grew up in France. My mum never spoke about Scotland. Like I don't know what my grandfather was like, but he obviously wasn't bringing big. You weren't even realizing you were speaking a different language. Fucking Scotland's a whole yeah, different exactly, concept. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, but none of that. None of that. Like we did. A girl called Lindsay, who was Northern Irish, came to my school when I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that her. Lindsay's at the door. That's Lindsay. Because <laughs> I was about to say, it turns out that Lindsay's family were like fleeing the IRA or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> just drop that in casually. In, in 2014. Uh, no, pro- no, 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 we're talking like two, I was 12, so right, what, okay. like 2000. And, She's um, a slow runner. 2002. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But like, so that whole Irish, I mean, I shouldn't call it the Irish thing, Irish troubles. <laughs> <laughs> that bloody palaver. <laughs> I feel like this is always going to be the most controversial yeah. podcast you've ever had. You can relax about upsetting it. Scottish people now after that. <laughs> At the top of it, when you were like, you can cut anything, it's like, you're going to have to fucking cut something. <laughs> but anyway, so she came and we had to be explained, like as a class group, mm-hmm. we were like gathered round trying to understand this, like what was happening in Northern Ireland and the whole Irish Protestant thing, because it just right. was not a part of stuff that we were learning in France was right. not on our radar. Yeah. So I feel like there's something similar with like the English Scottish relationship. Mm. Like I knew it as a top line, uh-huh. but like I didn't get it. Yeah. And so when I was going to Glasgow, it was on a weekend when there was an old firm game as well. Right. So I don't know if that like stokes up tension. Yeah. Tensions are high. At that Tensions point. are high. <laughs> you know, um, the Glee Club Friday night, sure. and I thought to myself, well, how am I going to make this English and French stuff relevant? to Glaswegian people, to, to Scottish people, you know, because they're not English. And I thought to myself, well, I know, geographically, obviously, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I know where this is going, but I'm so excited to hear the point out. Uh, we might have to cut all this. But <laughs> Scotland is technically or geographically part of, of Britain. So I thought I'll make this instead of English and French people, I'll make this British, British. and French oh, people. That'll okay. speak to them. Yeah. yeah. So I, I walked into Glee Club on a Friday night in Glasgow, like three hundred Glaswegians or whatever. And I just went, Give me a cheer if you're British. 
<laughs> oh man. You were a fucking pin drop. Oh wow. And then I tried to like <laughs> and then I tried to get them back on side with the whole fact that I am actually a quarter Scottish. Yeah. So I was like, no no, I'm one of you, I'm one of you. Like <laughs> I'm British as well. Just keep that <laughs> exactly. And there was a guy who heckled me from the back of the room and he kept on heckling me and eventually like I had to address it. Aye. I was like, oh for fuck's sake. Oh man. And um and it was so bad. What was this in? Well, I don't know. I couldn't understand it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> seen British. <laughs> yeah, didn't understand it. Didn't understand the word of the heckle. I had to. I kept on asking him to repeat himself. And having yeah. just gone from a point where I was trying to convince everyone I was Scottish, and then yeah. I couldn't understand. That, what people that's were not a way to me. win a Glasgow room. But can oh you enunciate, please? I can't hear you. <laughs> it was a fucking, properly. It was a fucking shit show. Oh, it was man. horrific. The next day was better because I was kind of like, okay, now I understand. Um, you know, <laughs> you're not British. <laughs> or some, well, you know, it depends. We are, ask. but we don't like to admit it. Basically, it's depends. Well, well, depends. Gee, we are ask. in Britain, but yeah. I would identify as Scottish. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. Well, all of that, but you know, it's in a way you just learn like don't go there. You know, yeah, find a way yeah, to just yeah. avoid that being. And then the next day, I sort of like added some bits in that made it more. But that, yeah, that's a thing that that I remember that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I do talk about it in my show if anyone comes and wants to be like you, know, you, you will hear that joke in my show yeah, yeah I've turned it into successful that comedy that works sorry you've turned it into successful comedy that yes. works every time I say it I get nervous even in this room I'm just like I don't know if it's offensive no it's not offensive no, no it's just funny like I think but it depends who you ask as well just stepping on a rake isn't it yeah, a wee bit. Like, but Rangers fans would be would probably identify as being British. Celtic mm. fans would oh, be yeah, Scottish. Bloody know that. But I would, yeah. No, but I'm, I would say I'm Scottish as well. Yeah. Even though. No, I see. It just depends. Like a lot of people. Yeah, it just depends on how you, you feel about the whole thing. We famously famously voted, famous to, voted still to stay <laughs> British. Yeah. So, you know. so more than half of us do. I, suppose. Yeah. Can you do I feel like I brought quite a heavy subject of conversation. Out. Uh, <laughs> no, it's no, it's a bit lighter. Uh, it's not all that. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I did see that you did. How did you enjoy the rest of your weekend in Glasgow? Because I did see that you went to the Gil- yeah, the, the yeah, art museum yeah. where there's currently a Banksy thing on. And well, stuff like yeah, that. I want to go to that. Yeah, when oh, I went wow. back to record breaking. In the news, I wanted to get in, but mm. it was sold out that day. But you know, they're doing late nights at that bank at the Banksy exhibition, yeah. yeah. They do like Friday nights at 11 o'clock. Mm. That I would like to go to. My yeah. pals went at two in the morning because they thought it was two in the afternoon, they fucked it, <laughs> and, and then they were confused because it's 2 a.m., so it was actually Friday night rather than like Saturday night. It was like a whole thing. Is it on at 2 a.m.? Yeah, 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 it's on all night. Yeah. <clears throat> on Friday and Saturdays, yeah. like people mean, going in and getting smashed. Like, what's the vibe some in there? Are, Is yeah. it like a club? I don't know. I've not been, but I think <laughs> people do get pissed on it. But I love that for them because I did think that the yeah I didn't. I think that art museum was a shame because it kind of felt like it didn't. It was a bit underfunded, and I think it's great that they've got that now. I think it's perfect for it, yeah. and mm. it'll be a good boost to like the coffers. Yeah. The main thing that gets seen, I've never, I've literally never been in that. And the main thing that gets seen is just the fucking Duke of Wellington statue with the cone on it. Yeah, so which I posted on my stories. It, yeah, and I was like, why? What? What is? I just thought it was that night. And people were like, no, no, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I went all around Glasgow. I had a great. Well, you know, when you're clubbing and you're 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 doing the different gigs around, I do try and be a little bit touristy. Aye. Yeah, you know, once you repeat it, it gets a bit, you know, but it's easy just to spend the day in your hotel room. I know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Try and get out there. That's the culture. Yeah. When did you start doing stand up? Properly, as in like, because I think you've got to make that switch to being like, I'm going to do this properly, and then it has to be like the open mics four or five nights a week kind of thing. Yeah, that switch happened for me end of 2018. Why? Yeah, yeah, winter 2018. I had come to Edinburgh before then. I was I was like doing acting, 
directing. I was doing a lot of improv. Mm. This is my sixth Edinburgh. Has it been? But five before then were doing improv and doing uh, acting stuff. And 2018, I'd got a job at the Bill Murray, which is like a really great comedy club in London, Mm. where I was doing, wasn't doing stand-up. I was just like, like helping out. And that, um, Edinburgh, I'd got a job doing uh, a, a theatre show and I was doing improv. And I just remember thinking to myself, you have to pick something because you can't do all of them. Not when you've got like a full-time job. I was working mm. as a tour guide to like pay the rent or whatever. And then also trying to be a performer. It's just like, you just can't. The acting was in the evenings. The directing was in the evenings, mm. all day at work. So I made the decision that winter 2018 after that Edinburgh to be like, right, you're doing stand-up full-time. And I stopped doing all theatre, all acting, everything else, and just ah. focused on stand-up. Why stand-up? I felt like, you know, I went to drama school and came out. I was like, I very much want to be like a serious actor. Yeah. Even though I, comedy was always my vibe. I was always <laughs> like, I was a, a comedic actor, you know. But I was like, oh, that's, that's you know, that's that's what I'm going to do. And, um, and then, you know, you don't get work. I didn't get any work. Didn't mm. get employed to do anything found it a real struggle started just like making my own work like writing a play doing some bits self-directing stuff and I think stand-up's the best for that because stand-up's one of the few bits where you can get on stage any fucking night of the week there's an open mic if you're motivated you want to do it you can get stage time Mm. you write your own stuff you self-direct and you perform it so Mm. it's a lot of those other bits of the industry but into one and I think that's why ultimately I went towards it and also because I felt like there was space for me Mm. like there weren't a lot of women doing it or certainly less women I felt like that's an area where like maybe I can have relevance as like an actor who wanted to get into period dramas it was like yeah we'll join Mm. the fucking queue (laughs) do you (laughs) know what I mean there's a million other Henriettas you want to get into that so so that that was why as well I just got to a point where I was like acting's not it's not working for me. Like I need to take a new tact of how I can sort of be creative and, and this worked. Did you feel like doing stand up could lead into getting more acting jobs as well? Because I, well, I, so. yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people take listening. that. <laughs> <laughs> Skills, the talent's still there. Do you know what I mean? I'd love <laughs> it if casting directors would casting off of this yeah, yeah, yeah. finally they've written down your names that's who fucking smart uh, yeah my agent's like you need to like change the colour of your hair if you want to get cast and stuff oh really other than being like the alternative friend um, <laughs> well, so you change it from the colour it is right now which is bright pink if it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow you have to change it but you're like rebelling against that and going oh this is who I am I'm going to keep the hair pink no I'm not really like I do want to change my hair colour I just think that like it's got to a point now where it, it's just become a bit recognisable yeah and I think that like for the show that I was doing definitely but after this I think once this show is done and I've taken it on tour I think it's nice to have a little bit of a rebrand. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of, you know, a bit Madonna. Yeah. What are you guys going to do after Boy. Edinburgh? When it's still here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't do much with this hair. I mean, really bought, really uh, bought some Got To Be the other day, didn't yeah, you? Yes, I've got some hairspray. So, <laughs> Why do you say that? But who's, um, is it Mark? What's his name? Big Scottish comedian. Really funny. Nelson. Nelson. Nelson yeah, no. he's dyed his hair platinum blonde. Yes, yeah. yeah. that's I right. I saw him the other day. I was like, But we think so long for us till we get to midlife crisis. That's a bit of shame. That's a bit of fucking shame. No, he's like friend. End of the show. End of the, the, the show. show. Recent guest host. But yeah, you are correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sh- sh- Mark. Because um, I don't think, I mean, you've changed your hair 
you used to have a little quiff and now it's nice and long and you look like an Italian footballer. I've never okay. seen you without okay. a quiff. <laughs> but I would say sure. that I'm getting it a bit longer at the top these days. I'm leaving okay. it longer and not getting it short when I get it cut. We've I've all also... got the same barber, by the way, as well. Yeah. yeah. Have you really? We yeah. could yeah. coordinate. We could all get in the chair at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I want to see like a cat, like one of those like things where they fast forward 10 years and you just all merge into the same person. <laughs> yeah. Like I see that happening. Well, I do remember like, see when we'd started out and like, I was like, cause we are kind of, like similar obviously I think you know like when we were starting out you 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 know before you find your voice and stuff like that I was like I did think I remember thinking at one point the three of us should just band together and choose one of us to be the stand-up and we will just all write for them yeah but instead <laughs> what we've done is we've just done a podcast with the three of us and actually that's worked out a little better yeah. I suppose yeah. but, I don't know, um, yeah. but yeah I guess sometimes but you've got to make those choices don't you and like that I think that's really um smart that you realize that because honestly you're right that like you know, like relatively probably compared to acting and stuff, like there's probably not as many, like there wasn't as many females and stuff like that. There was, there was more of a, no gap in the market, but like, you know. It was... Yeah, but I don't want to make it sound like as if I defaulted into doing stand-up. No. Mm. I think like basically I would have always wanted to be in charge. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of like a natural thing I've got where I like to direct stuff. I had my own ideas about what that, the first job I got at drama school was being an actor on someone else's project. And very quickly, I was like, well, I'd do it like this. <laughs> and I'd do it like that. Um, so I think that that's what's, you know, you get addicted to that power when you're a stand-up, where you're mm. like, you're running the fucking show. You mm. want it like this. You want that entry music. You want to talk about this. Like, and I think that's something which, uh, if you're like creatively driven, you always <laughs> end up kind of wanting to go into the position of, I want to be in charge. So mm. yeah, I think it would have happened anyway. Yeah. God, I, it sounds so likable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you explain all this to the Glee Club audience? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sit down, let me tell you about me. Yeah, I, I actually like it when it's only me that's talking, so. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't translate that well into a relationship when you just want to talk without anyone else saying it for most of the time. Um. I think I just love it when you just talk at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you? So this is how many hours have you done then of stand up? This is my first. This hour. is your debut. Yeah, it's wow. my debut hour. How debut. are you? How are you finding short. it then? I mean, it's quite the start of the fringe, but how are you yeah. finding it compared to other years that you've done the fringe? And especially how you find it doing stand up as opposed to like coming to the fringe to do like sketch and improv. It, yeah, it's lonelier. Mm. That I've noticed. You know, when you do improv, I was with like five other people in the group. Um, CSI Crime Scene Improvisation. They still run. We do it at the. They do it at the. Um, the underbelly sure. and there's like five of us you, we know each other really well we've been doing it for like a long time together so you come up you share a house you've got a gang you've got a crew you've got like the same commitments every day you warm up together if the show doesn't go well you've got other people with whom to sort of yeah. blame like you know, <laughs> <laughs> um i came up on the 31st first time i've come to edinburgh before edinburgh's like properly the festival's properly started a bit depressing and telling you see it's it a wee bit depressing as you put it yeah yeah yeah, yeah it is. i had like, a giggle at the I started on the 31st. Did you? Yeah, yeah some people did previews. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I had. It was just odd. I was just, Well, obviously we saw each other at the monkey barrel thing. Aye. I was just like, oh, I felt a bit discombobulated. Normally you come up and there's already such a, a whoosh of energy. You're sort of like pulled into it. Um, but yeah, so, and yeah, it's a bit, it's lonelier. It's like you've got a kind of, you haven't immediately got like a gang with whom you yeah. sort of, you've got to kind of like find your routine, find your people. And I felt myself much more of a loose end than I would be when I was like coming up with like a play or mm -hmm. uh, a gang. But 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 the show is is going really well. 
ticket sales have been amazing. And I think to some extent that's 90% of your enjoyment of Edinburgh. It's like, yeah. if you're selling well, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like there's this whole pressure that's been lifted of like, I don't have to fucking flyer. haven't yeah. got to panic yeah. about bums on seats. I don't have to worry about this massive financial overhead that I've given myself. Yeah. Because at the very least, I know that I'm going to make the money back. Now I've just got to make sure that the show's actually good and people fucking enjoy themselves. Mm. And that's um, when it really gets hard. I'll look at time to do this, you ain't flyer, man, you know what I mean? Look at that bit. A lot of your videos and stuff like that, obviously, you do a lot of like French and British comparisons. Uh, first of all, what would you say is the main difference between British, uh, which we are, remember, famous. We're, we're, British. British. Yeah, we're all British here. French is there. Stuart just looked down to the floor. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Union Jack at the castle. I saw it. I know we actually seen that on the way there and like we were like yeah. resenting the fact that... <laughs> it was like, anyway, but is there some distinct differences in British and French culture? What would you say are the main ones? Well, I mean, obviously, this is like the content of my entire show. Yeah. But um, so it's like. We're trying um, to get you to burn the whole show in the Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first in it. Well, you're well, can wait till after I the first no, this I, if you want. I say in like one word, and I think this is the best way to kind of like sum it up it's this concept of moderation. Like, French people are very, they're very moderate people. Right. So everything mm. is in moderation. You know, you have one cube of chocolate, you have one glass of wine, mm. you have one bit of this, you have half a portion of chips. Everything's small and moderate and it's very um, self-controlled. Whereas British people, it's like, Gluttony. open a packet of biscuit, we're having the whole fucking packet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, have one drink, you're smashed. They just have, and that's why English people are much more like, loads of people are now going sober. I think it's because they're just not that concept of like, yeah. having one glass of wine. It's like, here it's like, you either are sober or you're getting fucked. It's like dry yeah. jam drenched the rest of the year. There's no <laughs> like in between. And I think that is like a big cultural thing is one of the biggest differences between Britain and, and France. Why and it goes it? across all levels. Aye. It's like food, partying, drinking. Manners, probably. Man- yeah. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to get that French. But oh, we've got a nod from the tech here. We've got a nod from the tech. <laughs> it's just, it, the the. I want to like in a nice way of putting it like British people are extra. They're just like mm. they're a lot. They're yeah. considered like a lot. French people, everything's quite in finesse to me. Mm. Why that, do you think that is? Do you have an answer? We're joined by a sociologist, technically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, British it's ambassador, by the way. I mean, that, as you brought up, that's the famous thing that we always hear here, don't they? It's like, oh, in Europe, you know, the kids will have a glass of wine with their parents at dinner mm. and all that shit, and we're like, what? Man, that'd be crazy. But yeah, um, but yeah, I guess that's probably why, if you, as you well, say, because of the moderation. My teachers used to drink wine at lunch. Wow. Really? They have like a carafe. So did our teachers, one... but that was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in moderation. There's a bottle of whiskey glass. in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that the whiskey in the drawer to like address the trauma of like their lessons. <laughs> oh my God, we were so fucking well behaved. Oh. Like we used to get into shit if we used the wrong um, pronoun to, okay, uh, Bad territory, but uh, <laughs> we used to get into trouble if we. There's two types of pronouns when you speak to people in a direct way. You've got two. And and ooh, exactly. Well done. Congratulations. There's only two it. things I remember from French, and one of them is that. What's the other? Mm-hmm. Um, right. This is, I actually weirdly brought this up when we had we had Celia in here last year. Oh, when yeah, we were yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. Mark loves accosting French women. That's one of his. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah the, the other thing I remember. Well, first of all, this happened to me when I was in high school. Um, you know how you used to do the oral exams and you would record it and, and play it and play it back. 
one time my cousin was in class and the, the teacher says, we're going to show you an example of a bad oral exam. And they played me. <laughs> but there's no anonymity because the first thing he goes, is, is your... Is your Mapel Mark Jennings? Is your Mapel Mark Jennings? Is your Clyde Bank on his horse? Yeah. I mean, we're all should beat a Clyde Bank. You know what I mean? You know, I'm Mark Jennings. But the thing I remember, and there's, there was a specific reason it stopped me, is because there's like a boy in my class who used to have to leave the class five minutes early to get to the one night for reasons we don't get any. But... He one day we were learning about uh, this phrase called and it was semetigal, yeah, and uh, which is all one to me apparently. Yeah, yeah, it's like he was to me like I don't care. Yeah, dramas. And so we were learning that, and then as he was leaving the class, he just kept going. He was like shouting to the corner, semetigal, semetigal. <laughs> and then, but then uh, one of my mates who uh, is from Paris asked him like years later. I was like, do you ever say semetigal? And he goes, nah, not so much. Because <laughs> he's like, do you ever say it's all one to me? And I was like, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that. So, do you think that's why you were cross French women then? Because you've got this <laughs> ingrained trauma about your your French class. Uh, yeah, I just like, <laughs> it's just annoying to me that that's the one thing that I took from French, like learning it in school, and it's, it's something that no one well, says. That's not a bad thing to take from it. Most people say things like "Où est la bibliothèque?" Mm. So I think you're doing quite well. Yeah, really. yeah. Scene. Come on, we know these words. What would you say is the most famous? <laughs> what is that the most? What's like the biggest thing people take away from UK French lessons? Pencil case contents. Stilo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Shat. Shat. Cat. Is that cat? I said, no, I've shat myself. <laughs> yeah, you don't pronounce a T, but yeah. Oh, shat? Shat. Do you know what I like? It's say buff. Yeah, buff. Do people talk, what does that no, mean? It, it, it's bad. You've, you've said it with completely the wrong pronunciation oh, because buff oh, is meant idiot. to mean I like, up. I don't care. So it's supposed to be buff, but uh, you said it. Buff. Yeah, I just, so I'm just reading like buff. You do I feel like I always had an exclamation mark in my textbooks. <laughs> I don't know. There was also in the textbooks, I remember the name Fati. Yeah. Okay, that's not a French name. Fati. 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 As in Fatima. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but we used to think that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to any fatties listening to that. <laughs> Not like fatties, but we were like 12, I thought that's hilarious. Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah, as a name, yeah, yeah. you know. But you were saying, so obviously the two and blue thing, so two, two is the Sorry. more... No, so don't worry. Two is yeah, the more personal, if you know somebody better, vous is, is the more formal version, is yeah, that right? Yeah, so, and that's the kind of stuff you'd get in trouble about. Aye. That's the kind of stuff. I mean, there used to be, in my school, we had something called the Great Blue. Um, well, I'm going to tell you, this was like <laughs> one of these, do you, know, do you know how legendary shit happens in your school mm. and it like goes down from each year to year and it was like, oh my God, do you remember when the grey blue happened? <laughs> this is like, this, this is like tells you about, I suppose, the, um, the level of like behaviours that you saw in my school. So the grey blue was this legendary event, which happened a couple of years before me, where someone in a classroom had cut the lid off an ink cartridge and thrown it across the classroom. <laughs> Ink had splayed everywhere on children's clothes and a letter had to be sent to parents to excuse and justify why they had ink stains on their clothes. That was like a legendary rebellious <laughs> event <laughs> that had happened in my school. Do you want to know the rebellious event yeah, in my do school? Want, yeah. My head teacher got fly kicked in the face. This is it. I remember coming to England and a teacher, I, I moved to the UK for six months when I was 14 and a half. I was in year 10. I went to 
King James in North Yorkshire and Nairsborough for six months, right? Uh-huh. I had to leave because it was just, you know, it was really, really hard. Because, I, you know, I went from that into a school where our history teacher got locked in a cupboard. Like, I just wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just was not ready for you know, that. There's level. no need to be some bloody layers about this, I tell you how much. Well, our school was so fucking strict. Like, mm-hmm. no one mm-hmm. fucked with the teachers. It was just like, that didn't happen. Oh. You were... You couldn't, you had to call your teacher Zavu. If you didn't, it was a detention. Like, wow. it, extremely well behaved. It wasn't like a Catholic nun situation, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was actually. Oh, it yeah. was? Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. So yeah. That, was that just specific to your school or would that be like French all schools? All of them, all of them. Really? I did everything. I went Roman Catholic. I did state schools. I did both. That particular school was... You should have said that in Glasgow. That didn't do a lot better. I'm <laughs> both. I'm actually Catholic <laughs> and non-Catholic. <laughs> I'm not Catholic. I don't know why I was there. My mum, she was funny. She put us all in this really, like the Pope came to my school. Kind what? Of, yeah, JP2. Yeah, it sounds like Yeah, this fucking thing about ink after she's a legendary thing. But the Pope came to your school. The Pope came green. to my school. It was, uh, was St. Anne, which is like a pilgrimage point in uh. Brittany. So there's a basilica attached to the school. So the Pope the Pope came to my school. And um, yeah, so that, so that was kind of the school that I went to. But we, we all went there. None of us were baptised. Mum never spoke to us about religion ever mm. my scottish grandfather was apparently aggressively atheist so mm. i just walked up in this school i didn't even know what religion was yeah. and everyone was doing their communion little communion mm. like the one like you know just gradually and we just were there like scrambling around like what's that who's jesus <laughs> <laughs> what's a prayer <laughs> what a wild concept to have to learn about like you just have someone explain you're like who's jesus and they're like right okay <laughs> where, do we, where do we start really where do we start exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. it just feels like that's just you're just brought up with that and you don't yeah. even question but but like if you no nothing if they're just telling you this person is a thing that you need to just now all of life surrounds like Jesus basically do you know what I mean yeah like Christianity yeah. is a huge thing yeah, it's a well, weird thing to come late to yeah it didn't it didn't I thought it was weird because I went to really Roman Catholic school but I don't remember it being relevant aye yeah it just happened to be it just that. happened to be Roman Catholic but yeah. it wasn't relevant no no that's no. kind of that's similar to me to be honest like we didn't because sometimes I talk I talk to people who were at Catholic schools, but they seemed to get a lot more intensely than me. And I was just like, oh, it just kind of was like in the background. And Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though we didn't have any sex ed. And yeah, I wonder no, if that, be, yeah. not, That's not, a Catholic thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you know how it? people here in the UK, I feel like people are like, um, oh, like we had terrible sex education. We didn't learn about blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we didn't have sex education. No, that's wild. I mm. think it's a miracle that I'm not pregnant. I know. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know how to do it. I think it's a miracle. I mean, it goes at the bum, right? Um, <laughs> well, that's a Catholic method. That's a Catholic method. Yeah, right something. Uh, but no, we didn't have anything. Not one, not one moment, nothing. Absolutely no. not even, at, like nothing at all. No, because mm. we got some weird thing in primary seven, like with the, there was like a wee bit of like, stuff they, they probably mandatorily had to tell you but then so i was like oh that's sex ed and then i remember and then we spoke about it because mm. you said because your girlfriend is catholic so, yeah she went to a catholic school and like in her french class they taught her like all our hail marys and all that sort of stuff so it was all religion and french and in my french class we got taught a song called that translates to i am a pizza <laughs> <laughs> do you know that one is that a famous french song je suis une pizza je suis yeah. une pizza you know that one? <laughs> no, and I love how pizza's not even a French food. Yeah, exactly. But they're yeah. just like, yeah, it's, it's all the same. We sing that at the end of Scottish it. weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Is that before or after the... Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you know interesting thing? Because you obviously do your... So all your videos are in French, but with English subtitles. 
So what? Your a lot of your videos. Sorry, see, Aye, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> can we get some subtitles live? For that <laughs> that's actually the point I'm trying to make. Is that like because <laughs> I feel like I benefit from the the fact that you kind of obviously always have to have subtitles on social media videos because then people that maybe wouldn't necessarily understand my accent, America, or England, or whatever, <laughs> can see it and they get the joke. Yeah. Because they can fucking read it. Yeah. And similarly with you, you do a lot of your videos I in do. French, but you've yeah. got English subtitles. Yes. So I do do I do that. On TikTok, I do both. Oh, I so I have it in the language that I'm speaking subtitles and then I'll translate it into whatever the second language is. Oh, oh. Um, there is a contingent definitely of my followers who follow me just to learn a second language or who are learning oh. a second language and oh, yeah. who follow me to, but you know, whatever, followers are followers. <laughs> We've had people that have said, like, we actually had someone, uh, someone in my gig a while ago and they said they listened to this podcast because they were moving to Glasgow and they wanted to Let's learn Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to unlearn English at the minute. I'm up. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, so I get an element of that. Do So what was your question? Uh, well, I was, I was actually going to ask, like, because like, I guess a lot of your... That, like your followers are in are French or based in France. It's a real mix, you know. Like no, it's it's a real mix, Aye. and it's been really funny doing Edinburgh because when I do my shows in London or I do my shows around the UK, there's a huge French contingent of expats, basically. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the stuff that I talk about it does appeal to you, especially if you've got a strong understanding of French culture and English culture, mm. and it's kind of like playing on the two of them. So you know, it's a good fit for that. Yeah. So when I do my shows in in London and around the UK, I get like, I mean, at least 30% of the audience are French or French speakers, right. up to like 70% sometimes. I mean, some shows I do in London, I'm like, why am I even speaking English? We may as well do this Have you done a gig in French? French? I, I have do done it in French, half half. but it's difficult because running a bilingual show, you're really limiting your audience. Yeah. You're kind of like, who are these people? They're going to speak so fluently French and so fluently English that mm. they're going to get a bilingual show. Mm. And uh, if I was to translate the show for a French audience, I think I'd have to change a lot of the framework of like what I'm joking about. Yeah. Because you'd have to have a good enough understanding of English culture that when I reference Weatherspoons, you know what the fuck Weatherspoons is. Yeah. I discovered Weatherspoons when I was 18 and I moved to the UK. <laughs> Bearing in mind that like, I'm I'm English. Do you know what I mean? I still didn't, you have to live in the UK yeah. to know what Weatherspoons is. I can't yeah. imagine there's a French equivalent is there, to Weatherspoons. What, a cheap empty pub? Yeah. Like, well, empty, chain. but silent, chain, no. 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 No, there isn't. They wouldn't, they'd be on the streets about that, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about it, whether or not there's a French equivalent of weather yeah, I'm, trying to think. I'm trying to think of any kind of pub chains in France. Yeah. It's not the same anyway. It's a brasserie that you'd go to. Mm. Um, no, it's not. It's, but is that more food-based? No. Not really, but food and alcohol go together. In fact, I was talking to my hairdresser, has a hair salon, he's French. And he also has a cocktail bar in his hair salon. And wow. he was talking to me. Yeah, he's Our fabulous. barber doesn't have that. No. no. <laughs> it's called Le Chapeau Cloche in Islington. I really recommend it. Anyway, and so I was talking to him and he said that he had um, one of those food hygiene tests. And the woman came and she was looking through his fridge and stuff. And she said, but why are you, your cocktail bar? And he said, yeah. She said, but why are you serving food? And he was like, well, because we're, we're serving alcohol. So mm. we, we have to serve food. Otherwise people would get too drunk. <laughs> and she was like. 
So <laughs> COVID, you can have a pint if you have a roast with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The roll yeah. from yeah. fucking Scott Agnew show. Um, <laughs> no, that's like, and if, if you, because I guess like you, you would be like the perfect support act for fucking Eddie Izzard, basically. Yeah, like, just, yeah. yeah. and it's funny because you did some, you did, I think, a preview at the Bill Murray recently, and and um, Barry was like, oh, can you come and open? But I had another gig on. But yeah, I'd that love is. to meet Eddie Izzard, I think. I think that would be fab. Yeah. yeah, So, but, so that's, that's, but in Scotland doing the show at Edinburgh, I have very few French audience members. Oh, really? I mean, some shows I have like two or three. So it's a completely different audience. And there have been some bits that I've had to sort of cut out. Maybe they were, they're all like you and they just didn't know that we existed. (laughs) (laughs) Who existed? Yeah. Scotland. Remember you were saying, I didn't know what Scotland was. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's been really weird. So I've had to adapt the show a bit to kind of, oh. to kind of match that. But so my audience, if you look online, because you know, you can see on your Instagram what your audience is and stuff. Right. The, my biggest following is in the UK. Second biggest following is in the US. All right. Um, yeah. And like the biggest city is London, then it's Paris. And I think there's lots of French people, but also there's lots of people who are just have that feeling of being an expat. I think that's what I get a lot of out of my show. And that is what the show is about. It's about like trying to capture that feeling of, you know, maybe your parents are from here. You've got one mum who's Romanian, one dad who is Malaysian. You've grown up in fucking Paris, mm. but now you live in London and your husband is Greek, which is like <laughs> such a common thing now where yeah, people yeah. have these hugely global um, upbringings and really global sort of like family trees. Mm. Um, and then and then they live somewhere. So it's about capturing that feeling more than anything else. Mm. That's That's great. Do you gig in France? I have done some gigs in Paris. I've done both French and English. Wow. Do you find that hard, like, is it a weird kind of hard, like, homecoming thing? Or, like, do you, do you find it hard, do you enjoy gigging in France, or is it I mean, it depends what kind of gigs, I mean, Paris is not my home. Sure. I grew up in Brittany, so it's very different. Um, Paris, the English gigs in Paris are wonderful, like, the home runs, because everyone there is an English person in Paris or mm. like an English speaker. So all of my jokes about the French work super well there. Nice. Doing French gigs in France is a very different thing. The comedy scenes are really different. Mm. Audiences are very different. Oh. Does that um, mean more racist, are they? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, that doesn't affect me, yeah. but yes, they are definitely, that. Oh. that's certainly true. There's some shit that French audiences laugh at and that jokes that French comedians make and I'm just like well he could not say that over here do you oh, know really? what I mean yeah. these are the Le Pen crowd <laughs> it's not no it's not even that it's just um, because actually there is a much more um, diverse representation in French stand-up comedy uh-huh. because when you think about like the big French stand-up comedians it's like Gadémel Jamel Debbouze it's there's a big North African heritage Aye. in the French comedy scene mm. so what we call like uh, Maghrebin so Algeria Turkish people of that heritage yeah. from Paris tend to be like at like Celia, Celia you know so mm. there's like there's a really big tradition of that in France so actually there's loads of diversity much more so I'd say even than in England mm, right well. um but it's more that they just make joke like stuff they say sexist stuff ableist stuff yeah. that they come out with I'm just like ooh okay yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be happening uh in in in, in yeah. England I guess because right. they're not like speaking English no one hears there's going to, you know, the middle yeah, class you know, liberals in England are going to fucking read it because they don't know what they're fucking saying. But you know, that was a big thing about Gadimel, where basically it came out that he had been, for years, like pre the internet, Aye. he'd been getting VHSs, videotapes of like American stand ups, <laughs> translating the whole thing into French. 
and doing it around France as his own material. Wow. Because Frederick Wall does speak English. I mean, Mm. more now, but not, you know, 20 years ago. Mm. Obviously, we had no internet. I didn't have access to fucking, I don't know, Louisa K, Mike Babelgi or whatever, whoever it was, on on VHS. Mm. And he was just passing it off his own. There's a big thing on YouTube where you can look at the jokes that he was using as his own. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that's us running out of time, but can we plug your show before you go? Where is it? Oh, so it's on at 10 past two at the Monkey Barrel, um, Monkey Barrel 4, 2nd to the 27th of August, whatever day we are now. Um, (laughs) And I think a lot, the only days I've got left are the last week, but there are usually walk-ups every day and I'm adding some extra shows. So an extra show is going to be at 9pm on Thursday the 10th. Of August. Will you be doing Great. a tour after the French? I am doing a tour and I'll be coming back to Edinburgh. I'll be going to Glasgow. Yes. <laughs> Go back to the Glee Club. <laughs> I'll be going to Glasgow, yeah, January, February, March. I haven't announced it yet officially, but it'll be coming up on my Instagram page. So if you want to go follow me on there, tatty.mcleod, then you'll find all the info on that. Amazing. Thanks, Thanks thank you so much for, for joining being us. Here. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Um, before we <laughs> go, uh, just as ever, please remember to like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can follow us at Pod on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and send any emails if you've got any questions to ask us send us an email at sunlapod at gmail.com mm-hmm. see you tonight guys thanks a lot for tuning in thanks Cheers. very much see you soon thanks, thank you Tati I thought you were going to say before we go just who are we again oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my name is Stephen Buchanan <laughs> <laughs>